broadcasting from the Mary Paul Studios out of Carson City, Nevada. You're listening to Covering the Field with Big Richard Martin, Gator Gates, and Joe the Answer Ellison. Welcome to Covering the Field. I'm Joe Ellison, and with me today are my amazing colleagues, Big Richard Martin and Gator Gates. Guys, let's begin, as always, this time of year with football. Big Rich, what happened during week seven of the National Football League? Well, the season is seven weeks in, Joe, and we have a Jekyll and Hyde season. I'm at One week, they look good. One week, they look bad. Uh, we just got to figure it out. We're two months into the season. We should be able to get a grip of who's doing good and who's not. Um, Tom Brady, Gator, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers dropped two in a row. Oh, How does that happen? Exactly. Um, yeah, I, there, I, as far as Tom Brady, well, I guess we should take him one at a time. But Tom Brady, I just don't think his mind is where it's supposed to be. And what I really saw from Tampa Bay was their tackling. They just did not look like they were at 100% trying to get... Not trying their hardest? Yeah, I guess that's I couldn't the best, say that. I just say it's just poor fundamentals. I think that we look at Tampa Bay, they're the Broncos of the South. I mean, they're the top five in defense and worse than offense. Well, I'll tell you what's worse here, Big Richard, is, is that the public, they still believed in Tampa Bay this week. And we had uh, Caesars had a better that had uh, 19,000 on Tampa Bay. Then five minutes later, turned around and put another 19,800 on him at a minus 700. Ooh, the money line. So he put down 38,800 to win 5,400 and still lost. He didn't just lose, he lost 21 to three. So the public still believes in him, but if you, to me, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, look at Carolina. We said they were a dumpster fire, and I think the dumpster fire is a little bit more south, all the way in Tampa Bay. I mean, how could you be that bad? I mean, Evans drops a, a perfect pass. I mean, could have changed. That could have changed the whole outcome of the game. But oh, they just McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey gets traded last week to San Francisco, and you think that they're just tanking for their quarterback. And uh, P.J. Walker just comes in and just controls the game perfectly, and uh, the coaches put out, the new coach, just put out that he's going to be the starter even when Baker Mayfield and uh, Sam Sam Darnold come back. He's the starter. We're going with P.J. all the way. Well, as far as Green Bay goes, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, they can't do nothing with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. I think it's more about... He looks miserable, Gator. He looks miserable out there. And it, well, yeah, but... For yeah, 50, $50 million a year, he shouldn't be feeling that I miserable. know. I mean, give a guy a pat on the back and say, why don't you get the next one? But, you know what I mean? but no, he's out there calling him out right. on his uh, talk show. He's saying that it's not his people fault. need to be benched. But the Packers have never really helped him out. Have they? I mean, over the years. No. Think about it. He's a spoiled. He's spoiled out there, and that's what happens when so you give all the trap. power to the player. You're right. It's a trap. Time, time to get a receiver. We have one week before the trade deadline. Yes, that's exactly right. So they're talking about the, Jerry Judy. That you. There you uh, go. But he why, had a great I mean, game. I, but, sure, but game. why would the Broncos give him up? He's a first round pick, and they're talking about a second round pick. Why would you? I mean, you get well, a first well, round pick. Well, I can't figure out the Broncos right now either. Are you just, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing like you were saying. Right. What do you What do you do with the Broncos? I mean, just, got, they have this you, great defense and they, they can't do great, nothing with it. All we needed roster. was a quarterback, right? All we needed was a quarterback. Go down on Colfax, pick somebody up. That's yeah, what we were gonna, doing for how many years now? We finally get one and I'd rather go get well, one. Well, Rippin ain't the answer. Yeah. I can tell you that, man. I mean, he, he could hit, yeah. the, hit the barn with a football. I don't know. He just... 
You couldn't hit a football with the broadside of a barn? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. I mean, my goodness, man. I mean, anyway, uh, the NFC South is the sucky South. I mean, they're they're the three and four. I mean, Carolina trades their best player, and they end up only being a game out of first, and they have the tiebreaker with Tampa Bay because they beat them. So, after they're half a game. So, um, the sucky South. Atlanta tied for first. Yeah, they get smashed by Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And then, where do they? They're tied for first. How does that happen? NFC West uh, is the, uh, you know, Seattle's the best in the West. Oh, Geno. How can you go wrong with Geno right now? He's just making their best decisions. Playing decent defense. Controlling the game perfectly. Um, I think if we go the NFC and AFC East is the beast of the league, wouldn't you say there, Joe? Without a doubt, record-wise, for sure. The the G-men. Can't argue. The G-men and the the, uh, uh, Team Green, Gang Green, goes out there and gets road wins this week. I mean... Uh, when you win any week on the NFL, they're exactly. I think they might be for real. Uh, the Pats are in last. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's the one team that doesn't look good at all. Chicago uh, beat them by uh, almost three touchdowns. Right. Hey, you guys, as far as that goes, uh, Caesars reported taking six bets of a thousand dollars or better on Bailey Zappi uh, to win Rookie of the Year after he meant for Mac Jones. Now the largest was three thousand dollars at sixteen to one. But it, the odds were 60 to 1 before right. all that. And that everybody's yelling, zappy, zappy, zappy. They thought he comes in from the game. You talk about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. What about Justin Field? Mm-hmm. He converts 11 out of 18 third downs, and 10 of them he did himself. Yeah. And then uh, he led the team in rushing with 82 yards and 100 yards passing. I mean, they outrushed the Patriots 243 to 70 yards in rushing last week so I mean they ran the ball we showed you that the Bears are the worst rushing team how does Belichick just really I mean he laid an egg on Monday night that's all you can say is I mean Belichick goes out there and how do you set Mac Jones how can you bring him back in after I mean sure I mean he might have had a little rust on there but I mean he has not done great this season he's rated 34 in quarterback rating quarterback numbers yep. There's and, only 32 and teams. And there's only 32 teams, teams. so that's exactly. how bad he's doing, all exactly. right? So, I mean, they thought Zappy came in, threw his two touchdowns, and, man, they, they they had the second coming of Christ with Brady. They thought mm-hmm. they had another Brady on their hand, and um, he's a rookie. Crazy. He has a lot to learn, uh, but I think – I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, mm-hmm. I see him staying with Mac Jones. I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. That, that's the first-round pick. I think they'll go with him, too. <clears throat> and uh, Zappy will come off the bench, do – to the dismay of the fans who are going to be screaming for him the entire time. <laughs> so and it's not Tom Brady, New England. He is not mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I mean, that was, uh, you got a sixth round gift there mm-hmm. from the heavens with uh, Brady. One last note uh, as far as last week's game, Cincinnati. I mean, Joe Burrow, 480 yards and three touchdowns. I think they're back now. Oh, they're back. I mean, back you can where tell that he had that injury and he just seemed a little bit off. And then I think Jamar Chase, you know, making yards after catch. I mean, it just looks like he has a different gear out there. I mean, I mean, Burrow looked like he was so comfortable. He looked like the Burrow of last year. And I think that we saw that, uh, you know, they're going to start taking over them. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens are going to take over that, uh, the North Division of the AFC. Well, I'm going to say the uh, Bengals look better than the Ravens, even though they're tied at the top of the Well, division. I mean, the Ravens, like you said, they've had double-digit leads in every one of their right. games. And as soon as they get a double-digit lead, go out there and do your in-play because they're going to give up some points. Right. Do it every week. They did it again this week. They only won by three. Yep. Um, I should have did an in-play on that. Okay. The last note from last week, not about football so much as Mike Evans and a referee after the game. Right. Yeah. So they went to the same college. So this is what they're saying. It's obviously he signed something. 
Um, he said that they went to the same college and he wanted to get his number for a golf pro so he can have his number so he can get him signed up with a golf pro am or something like that. So that's what their excuse is. Does it look good? It. I don't think you can write your number down that bad, that fast. I mean, uh, whatever, you know, it, it looked bad. It looked bad. Uh, it looked like an autograph uh, to me. Uh, yeah, I think they're lying about that. Uh, this golf uh, pro lessons thing, you know, I, I don't believe it. I know. I mean, I it's, mean. It's too too fishy. I mean, if they're not even going to let the girl out of the Russian prison. For, I mean, I mean, what they're holding for them for, I mean, yeah, saying that, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, terrible, terrible. I mean, that's guilty. Okay, looking forward now. We should uh, look forward to week eight. Uh, what's the latest injury and player news? You touched on Christian McCaffrey being traded. Gosh, right. he's already, you know, our last show hadn't even been traded yet, and now he's already played in a game. Right. This is the injury report or take a seat on the bench report. Uh, We'll start with Matt Ryan. You got both. <laughs> he has a spring shoulder, and he's been replaced. Uh, coach for uh, Indianapolis? Uh, uh, Frank. Yeah. He, uh, freaking uh, Frank Reich. Freaking Frank Reich. Frank, uh, Frank Reich. Yeah, he comes he out there. A, he has quarterbacks every every uh, year, every half a year. He's right. got a new quarterback. On right. And I, mean, I, thought, I mean, I thought that was, a, you know, a, a stand-up call to say, hey, this guy's thrown 11 interceptions, 11 first fumbles, worst quarterback in the league by far uh, by turning the ball over and they're going to go with Sam Ellinger. <laughs> Ellinger. Um, what's up with Sam Ellinger? Uh, he used to play for Texas and he had over a thousand yards rushing and uh, so I think they want a little bit more mobile quarterback. Uh, well yeah that offensive line wasn't what it was all cracked up to be. Jonathan Taylor yeah. not running the ball. Uh, Matt Ryan getting killed out there and uh, turning yeah. over the ball. So get some guy who's got some legs and can run for his life. That's well. I think they want to keep a mobile quarterback, maybe move him out of the pocket and get him rolling. Maybe something will happen there. What about uh, Nothing Tua Tagovailoa? Oh, my gosh. You got the name right. Well, I have to thank my beautiful wife for that. Uh, <laughs> we were watching the Sunday night game, and uh, she put it on her Google speak because we couldn't get Tua Tagovailoa right. So we just got that, and we have a little tune for you. If you're having a hard time saying it, just say, it's Tua Tungavaloa, he plays a quarterback, and he got sacked or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, that's all I remember. He <laughs> got a concussion. He got a concussion because he got knocked out. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's how I remember it. And uh, you know, my <laughs> California high school education—that's uh, as good as you're going to get, folks. Uh, but uh, you know, you being a college graduate from Sacramento State, I mean. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. We'll get we were on TV we're, the other day. We were on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It wasn't okay. even Apple Apple TV. It was actually on TV. Okay, another one who's going to uh, be uh, P.J. Walker. They Like we just said, he's going to be the starter. Take a seat. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald. They're the million-dollar bench warmers. So uh, we got that. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. He is in a walking boot. He had an ankle injury. Um, so we got Malik Willis coming in. We'll see if he gets to play. I mean, we I think we said week eight he would be starting. I think that's what we said at the beginning yeah. of the year. And uh, he's well, probably be starting, but he's not the Tannehill's playing bad. No, the walking boot, that's just precautionary, I'm sure. It's not like he's going to be out. Well, yeah, I mean, he is a immobile quarterback anyway. Um, now he's going to be even you know, less movement in that pocket. So I think that they put Malik in there and he looked like a deer in the, deer in the headlights. He couldn't even pat, hand the ball off. Yeah, he dropped that one hand off right. and you know, that almost cost him covering the spread. Right. 
Yeah, thank you thank for you. not uh, giving it up that bad, Malik. Uh, for all of us that have been on Tennessee, uh, Brees Hall, uh, ACL out for the year. He was that would have been your rookie of the year by far. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, how much? That's where you should have put your money there, uh, Gator. I think that he was definitely on his way for rookie of the year. Well, he saved some money now. Yeah, exactly. So hey, Zappy, we still got a chance. So you tell me we got a chance. And they traded Zappi. for James Robinson to hopefully take up some of that slack. Right. I mean, immediately after that. So I mean, you can see the Jets are all in. They're thinking they're a playoff team and they're going to make it and they're sitting in second place right now. They, they look like nice. one. They look right. nice. Their defense looks really good. Uh, Mike Williams has a high ankle sprain. For the Chargers? Chargers wide receiver and you know knowing with a high ankle sprain you cannot cut. That's a big thing for receivers making their cuts on their routes. So he'll I, I, he'll be out for you know, three to six weeks I imagine with that high ankle sprain. Um, you're not just build, I mean he can run the fly pattern but he's not going to be able to make right. any cuts on that ankle. And, and J.C. Jackson's their corner that they got from the Patriots who wasn't playing that great Anyway, done for the season. Right. So, so he's hurt. out. And then uh, uh, DK Metcalf had a knee injury. He looked really bad. He got carted off and uh, came back negative on the MRI. So that's for good Seattle. for him. Mm-hmm. For Seattle, wide receiver. Alan Lazard, the only person that could catch on the Green Bay team, is now out with a shoulder injury. So um, Remember I was saying, you know, if you and me went out there, we'd uh, – Aaron Rodgers would probably look good because, you know. Yeah. Well, those guys they got over there aren't as good as you and me because right. they, they have 10 drop balls the last two weeks. They can't catch it. And Dob, you know, our guy up here from uh, Nevada, Wolfpack, out no, there. Dobbs, he didn't yeah. get that. Dobbs, he, he couldn't get that first down. I mean, that should have been a – that was a third and one. and He wasn't expecting a guy to be <clears throat> standing there waiting <laughs> to hit him. <laughs> right. In practice, nobody was there. It was fine. Um, Daniel Bellinger, is that with a broken eye socket? So he actually ooh. took it for Yeah, that was ooh. bloody. That was a bloody mess. That was yeah. – I, I couldn't imagine what a broken eye socket ooh. would feel like. I but, know. Uh, well, we can – Center condolences here for covering and the field to you. Alvin Kamara could probably uh, his his victim could probably tell you about that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Did he just come out of a uh, elevator? Or just got smacked. I don't know. And then Najoku uh, or David Najoku is out for Cleveland also. Yes, the tight end. He'll be out for three weeks. So there's your injury report. All right. And uh, so well, the picks we, three and three last week. I think like everybody, I have Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. And I don't know which okay. what we're going to get at. So I'm sitting okay. even for the season. I've got some uh, stats I need to share with uh, everybody. Okay. Uh, be patient here. Uh, taking a look at last week's games, uh, point spread wise, uh, the trends continued. Eight underdogs and six favorites covered. Six dogs won outright, and five road teams won. That's now 65 underdogs and 43 favorites that have covered. 43 underdogs have won straight up, and so have 46 road teams. Only 13 teams are above 500 and. 12 teams are above 500 against the spread hmm. and out of uh, 32 teams. Okay. Okay. So the uh, dogs. We're saying the dogs, dogs and the unders. It just keeps happening. The butcher. The butcher give you those information? Uh, yes, the butcher. We have to thank Butcher the Butcher. Uh, the overs and unders, seven games went over, seven went under. That's pretty good for the over, the way the season's been going. Still, that leaves us currently at 64 unders, 44 overs. And here's a really interesting stat. Division games have gone 25 unders and 10 overs. Right. So when teams from the same division meet, that's Nicole over 2-1. to one. Right. Because they know each other, I guess. You know, I was thinking about that game and how bad, you know, the Patriots smashed Detroit. And, 29 to nothing. Right. And then, you know, I was thinking we were all giving all the credit to Belichick, but what was the coach that was on uh, um, Detroit before, uh, who's now the offensive coordinator? For who? For uh, oh, the Patriots. Uh, Patricia. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia yeah. yes, with this pencil on his ear. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
he probably knew that Detroit in and out. And I think that was the reason that they dominated so much. I think we give all the credit to Belichick, but I think Patricia knew his players, knew who he had on their team, and knew their weaknesses. Yep, you might be onto something there. I agree. As far as uh, teams specifically, the best over teams have been Las Vegas, New Orleans, Cleveland, and Detroit. The most consistent under teams, Tampa Bay, Denver, and Indianapolis. They're six out of seven games under. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo, Denver goes under every week. Yeah. I mean, that, they're 8-0 eight, eight no or 7-0 oh on under games. Yeah, well, I guess they had one that went over. Oh, the uh, Raider game, the 32-23 game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Raiders and, went over. They did. That's Buffalo true. and the Rams are 5-1 and one under. So. Okay. Well, and thanks again to you, Butch the Butcher, for all those great st- statistics there. All right. Okay. So, uh, having heard all that, what are your predictions for this week, Big Rich? Okay. I'm going to go with Tua Tungavaloa. Uh, now that I can say his name correctly. Um, seriously, he's 4-0 as a starter. I mean, I'm really surprised they didn't hit that. Uh, I did predict they would go under last week on the Miami-Pittsburgh game saying he'd be a little rusty, and he did not look rusty at all. I mean, he had a great first half. I just think Pittsburgh's defense is, is playing better. And, uh, I mean, no points in the second half at all. I mean, I can't believe that at all. So the under definitely hit. So I'm going to take the Miami plus three at the Lions. I think that two is a, he's a 4-0 as a starter. I'm going to ride the, the two a train. I like, a, I like what Miami's doing. The Lions just find a way to lose every week. Um, and definitely the offense got stifled last week with Dallas. And I think uh, Miami uh, comes into Detroit and gets a win. Okay. All right. You got some more, I'm no, sure. Absolutely. Okay. I'm, I'm J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm ready with the Jets at home. The Patriots have a quarterback uh, controversy going now. You got Cloudy. And usually when the Patriots lose, what, do they normally come back and just smack you around? But, I mean, I like Zach Wilson, the way he's playing, the way, like what with, with defense is playing. They're going to play them two in the next three weeks. So the Jets are going to they, – they're going to make it or break it right here. So, and they're at home. Like you they're said, at home, home. And their defense is playing great. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Also being at home, I'm going to go against the Butcher on this one. I like the Bills at home against Green Bay. They have nobody to throw to. The Bills are number one in defense. 11 and a half. Drop the 11 and a half. Take the Bills. Josh Allen's going to smash. Um, and we'll see, you know, Aaron Rodgers continue his pouty face. Oh, well, didn't he just say that this could be the best thing that's going to happen to him all year is going up to Buffalo this week? Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, good luck with that, buddy. All right, I'm taking the bills. Fair enough. All right, good. Minnesota minus three and a half at home against Arizona. First half. Take the first half away with Minnesota. We already talked about Arizona's struggles in the first half. Uh, the Butcher put that out. Um, they've hit the under out of, I think, six out of seven in the first half. Minnesota usually starts out strong. I see them coming off the bye week and being able to cover it. First half of Minnesota. All right. All right. Cincinnati minus three at Cleveland. Cleveland's uh, just got smashed by the Patriots. Lost again last week. Cincinnati minus three. Burrow's back. He'll be smoking a cigar out there in Cleveland after the game. And uh, sorry about that dog pound people, but uh looks like you're going to have a tough game here. If you give up 38 to, to uh, Bailey Zappi, you got Joe Burrow coming in town right now, and uh, they're looking good. All right. All right, and then my under-over pick, I like Chicago-Dallas going under the 42-and-a-half. Um, I'm pretty sure that they'll be able to get some pressure and be able to tackle. Uh, you know, Justin Fields, I mean, he just ran crazy. I mean, it just seemed like how many missed tackles did you see the Patriots never missing tackles? They, they, they were getting to the quarterback, but they couldn't put them on the ground. I see him going to the ground this week, um, so I like, I like Dallas. On that under, on, I like the Dallas in that game going under. All right. 
Gator, did you have a pick or two you want to throw in there? Sure. Um, yeah, for, well, to start off with, it's hard for me to disagree with everything that uh, anything that Big Richard said. I agree with everything. Um, the only thing I could really add to that is I like New Orleans over Vegas, and uh, and I like Jacksonville to beat Denver. They're in Jacksonville. So well, they're actually in London. They're in oh, London. London. So you're telling me the Broncos okay. got a chance. Maybe if they win, they will nah. play all their games in no, London. No, the Broncos don't have a chance because they don't shot. have a – the, I, I don't know. Denver doesn't have You're discipline. They don't have identity. They don't have, and Jacksonville does. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that Russell will be playing. Yeah, so but Jack, you're right. You're Jacksonville right. should have the home field advantage. Very popular there in London. Exactly. It's going to be like a home game. And uh, the Broncos will be sporting their new uniforms. They're, I guess they have some new uniforms. So they, get, they can't play well. They're going to look well, I guess. I'm gonna so, burn them. They'll probably burn <laughs> them like the 1960s. Or <laughs> better to look good than to feel good, darling. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's the NFL. All right. Well, I... Yeah, uh, you guys might here, yeah. not have noticed, but I went a perfect 4-0 last Yay. week. Man, I know you hit that Giants in the second yeah. half. Just yeah. bet Giants second half every week, huh? I just bet the uh, New York teams, the Jets and Giants. Right. And uh, along with uh, Tennessee and the over in the Atlanta-Cincinnati game. I also had the under in that Jets game, but that was not one of my official picks. So we'll just say that was 4-0. Uh, over the last five weeks, my spread picks have gone 15 and 4. All right, man. That's, that's what we're uh, talking about. You're the 79%, folks. Uh, not bad. Uh, this week, I like uh, San Francisco, minus the one and a half mm-hmm. at the Rams. Sem- you, can't, you can't really explain why or how. It just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, seven straight regular season wins against the Rams. Right. I don't even... I don't even have to put any thought in. Well, their defense is pretty banged up. They got exposed. San Francisco did get exposed last week with the cornerback and their safety out. And also, the Rams coming off a bye week, give McVay another week to strategize some stuff and, you know, get a little bit healthy. So that might be in favor of the Rams. It just seems the Niners try a little harder or get a little more physical against the Rams. Like they can out-physical them, and that's their advantage. Uh, I'm taking Tennessee minus two at Houston. I see a pretty big game for Derrick Henry. He mm-hmm. owns Houston in the past. Uh, we'll see about the quarterback situation for Tennessee, but that's not what, what's going to win. I'm trying the New York Giants again, plus three at Seattle. I know Seattle's playing well. Yes, they're in first place, but the Giants uh, a little bit better mm-hmm. of a team and getting three points. And finally, uh, a total, I'm going with Denver and Jacksonville mm-hmm. to go under 39 points. We talked about how pathetic Denver's offenses and uh, their goal with Brett Rippin at quarterback and Jacksonville they've had some clunkers too on offense I think they only scored seven against Houston and right you now so I, I the English fans aren't going to be too happy with the, the with performance the, on the field the excitement, the excitement <laughs> out there uh, yes. with the, yes. and with the 10 a, to 7 game as a reminder that is a 6.30 in the morning game here on the west coast in London so uh, you might want to bet that uh, the day before exactly because okay. the books don't open that early here in Denver. Well, well, you know, you, we are opening at 6 o'clock okay. here, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we must now move on to the colleges. Uh, what were the big stories from last week's action in the NC2A football? Well, I mean, Alabama bounces back. I mean, they seem to, I just said out there, Nick Saban, I don't think you can out-coach your DBs. And what was I thinking? What the f*** were you thinking? Stop! Nick Saban owns Mississippi. He owns Mike Leach. Make that 15 in a row for Alabama mm. over Mississippi. It was 2006 the last time that 
they had a win against Alabama. So, I mean, obviously, it might not be the after the game. Even Mike Leaf said, it's not the players. It's you're afraid of the logo when you see that mm. out there. It's dormitory dom, over them. Tennessee had lost like 17 in a row right. to Alabama and overcame that. But, right. uh, of course, back-to-back weeks. Okay, Alabama well, you can't miss Mississippi State. Okay, well, we'll give some credit to Alabama, but they did have 10 penalties for 100 yards, too. Mm-hmm. Alabama had three penalties for 30 yards, so the non-decimate dropped balls. They were they're 33% on third down efficiency during the game, and they were 50% on fourth downs with dropped balls. Never kicked the field goals when they had the chance to get some points, maybe get a little bit of momentum. And, I mean, talk mm-hmm. about red zone efficiency. Alabama was 4 for 4 when they were inside the red zone, so... They're getting it done. Um, you know, Tennessee, we got to look at them. Tennessee had a big game. They dropped 65 on uh, Tennessee just, Martin. Tennessee Martin, you know. Uh, you know. Any, any relation? Well, I um, hope not because uh, they got smashed. But, I mean. Uh, I'll, I'll it, say they did score like 20-something points. And you know, I want to say that, that Tennessee good. has been giving up, you know, at least, you know, they gave up 24 points and 300 yards passing. Hmm. Um, so, Watch that when you're betting. Probably bet the overs. I'm probably sure they're going to be in the 70s for 60, high 60s and 70s every time Tennessee plays because, you know, um, Hooker looks great and Hooker looks great and their wide receiving core is just amazing and they're getting healthier. They got some guys coming back. So Hooker is definitely a Heisman candidate now. I think that he, you know they they have the game next week. That's the one they have. Uh, I think they have Georgia next week. Ah. So it might be a trap game for them this week. So be careful with that. Um, Oregon beat up UCLA. You're talking about physical team. They just went out there and you know physicality. Just they could I mean, UCLA couldn't stop them, and they were definitely Oregon was definitely the better team and probably the best team in in the Pac-12 right now. Okay. TCU moves to seven and zero. They beat Kansas State 38 to 28. So let's give the Horn Frogs a little bit of respect. They're, they should be moving up in the rankings. I think they're I think they're eight now. They so. should be ranked ahead of Alabama, in my opinion. But uh, okay, so my okay, Joe. If, if <laughs> Alabama was playing TCU, we had to make a bet, uh, money line bet. Of who are you betting? I'm, I'm going to take TCU right now. Okay, all right. I'm take okay. TCU. Well, why not? If Tennessee could beat them, uh, why not TCU? Well, you're going to have to put up. They had to put 52 points up to beat them. Yeah, well, so TCU would have to be home too. Probably. They would have to be at home, and uh, you know, they do have the new red rifle in there. He looks good out there. So. He looks really good. So, um, what about the the big game? I thought was Clemson and Syracuse. Um, Cade Klubnick comes in, the kid from uh, Austin, Texas, the five-star recruit. He replaced DJ Ugalalele, or he played Ugalalele. He very Ugalalele. He, had, Ugalalele. <laughs> he um, had two interceptions and a fumble where it was scooped up for a 90-yard return. So what does Dabu Sweeney do? He brings in the kid from Texas, goes out there what in Death Valley and Lazarus, the team out of Death Valley, they were down by 14 points, and he comes back and gets a win. He goes down there for an 80 yard, comes back and runs back in there, gets the touchdown and the two-point conversion. Um, Debo Sweeney says we're sticking with DJ. Mm-hmm. After the game, he had his nice pink suit on, and I'm like, my goodness, can you look at two extreme coaches? You got Nick Saban, not you know, not smiling, and you got, uh, you know, look like Pimp Daddy Debo out there in his pink suit out there. I mean, I, I can't understand it, uh, a, but uh, you know, he's a, a very happy man. I can say that. National and, Breast Cancer Month. Oh, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that, but still, I mean, hey, wear a pink tie. I mean, you have to wear the whole thing, you know. But anyway, uh, he was very flashy, and uh, you know, he said he's staying with D. He just said, hey, just like pitchers, they have a slow day. Have a bad day out there. DJ had a bad day, but he's our starter. I don't know why you would go back. Um, I mean, DJ, he thought he was just going to be there for two years. You got this kid, uh, Cade uh, Klebnik. 
he's only you only have two years with that guy. You only have two years with him. They're going to go to you know the NFL after they play two years and they you know a certain mm-hmm. age they can go out. So he's definitely not a redshirt freshman. He's an 18 year old kid, 19 year old kid just coming out of high school, and he was a five star recruit. So you got to give these five star. I mean, DJ was a uh, uh, was a five star recruit out of California, but I mean. I mean, the better quarterback and more, you know, he's able to scramble. I, I, like, I think it's going to be – he's going to have a short leash, I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I do have to mention my alma mater, Cal State University at Sacramento. Right. Or you can call them Sac State if you want. Sac State, that's Did what, beat Montana. The, Hort- the Hornets. The Hornets. Never have I ever seen them on uh, regular season national television, but uh, it, it happened. I mean, they did do a playoff game on TV and got beat last year, but uh, they're undefeated. And they're ranked like number three. But in they're the not nation. FBS, right? No, that's the uh, below. They're not, below that's, they're not bowl. They're not bowl. No, they're they're going to be in the know, championship playing teams like James Madison last year who just okay. moved up and stuff exactly. like that. But uh, hmm. yeah. So All what right. you got? What you got, Gator? Okay. Well, Caesars reported uh, they had a better that put one hundred twenty thousand on Arkansas State at plus seven, one hundred ten thousand on Nevada plus seven, one hundred ten thousand on West Virginia plus six. 110,000 on Syracuse plus 14, and on North Texas at a plus 10. All those did lose. But it wasn't totally bad for him, I guess, because he did win on Duke plus 10 and Florida International plus 14 and a half. Both were at a plus, uh, at 110,000. Well, what was the spread though? Because didn't Clemson only? It was 27-21, wasn't that? So that would have would have. So Syracuse was one of his winners, actually. Four yeah. plus fourteen. Yeah, so he hit that. So he lost about five hundred thousand. Right. Yeah, that's about all. Yeah, yeah that's all. Uh, the only other stat I got you guys is that the Pac-12, their home favorites are 33 and one outright, and. At 23 10 and 1 against the spread. Wow. So watch those pack twins. Oh, That's good. Very strong. Very strong. I wish I had that information before my picks. Or <laughs> <laughs> I definitely shouldn't have took it last week with UCLA going up there laying an egg up there. Yeah. In, well, uh, speaking of your picks, oh, oh, one, one more thing, one you more guys thing. were, yeah, well, you guys were talking about Hooker over here. He's two, he's two to one to uh, win the Heisman, but they still have uh, CJ uh, Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. He's got minus one oh five. Minus one So I think right now going into it, I think I mean you got to look at. I think Clemson has a, the best shot. I mean the easiest road to the Final Four to, to make it in there. I mean ACC, ACC is yeah. super weak, right? And so um, you know Alabama loses again, they'll be out. Georgia has some tough games. They are going to have to play. They're also going to have to play uh, Alabama. Georgia plays Tennessee. And they play Tennessee in a week. So yeah, that's going to be really tough. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be a couple of really good teams that are going to have two losses and right. not make the national championship. TCU's coming in. Horn Frogs are coming in, late, you, they're, they're coming in late, man. They're coming in late. If they're undefeated, they belong in there. Yeah, it's like Cincinnati did last week, last yeah. year, and got smashed. Well, they're great to watch. Well, Either they might way, get smashed, but they, at least they get in there. <laughs> right, okay. So they need some respect. And uh, so uh, let's see what we got. What do we got to uh, look forward to this weekend? I mean, I know there's a couple games. I know Michigan, Michigan State. That's right. that's a good rivalry. Um, and uh, Kentucky, Tennessee is going to have a whiteout. I guess that might be interesting. Maybe Kentucky can pull off. That's a pretty big upset. Mm. Uh, Tennessee yeah. would have to be looking forward. Well, to Tennessee's at, aren't they at home? I think the Penn State's at Tennessee's at home, and then uh, oh, Tennessee's at home. The whiteout's going to be in Penn State. Ah. Penn State will have the whiteout against Penn, Ohio State. Penn State's the whiteout. Yes. Okay. 
And uh, well, you're just telling me you can't respect a horn frog. I just don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a scary animal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're they're hard to find. Okay. They're, on, they're on the endangered species list. Exactly. And you got to be careful with those. And uh, Florida, Georgia, the largest outdoor cocktail party. Okay. Do they still call it that? I, I, it's probably not. Uh, proper to call it that. Anyways, well, I'm drinking, so. They'll be drinking some cocktails, I guarantee it. Yeah, for that regardless of what regardless you call it. <laughs> so we'll go into those games. We'll start with that Georgia game. Um, Georgia is um, has 24 rushing touchdowns. It's only given up one. Um, and they've only given up five touchdowns all year. So Georgia, they have played some weaker teams, but uh, it spread open at 17, and now it's at 22.5. I cannot... I have to take Florida the 22 and a half. I think that's just too many points. Like you were talking about this a division game. Remember last year when when Florida went in there and gave Alabama a good run for their money? And uh, I think they'll do the same thing. I, I don't know if they'll win, but I, 22 and a half is way too much. I'm taking Florida the 22 and a half. Okay. We'll talk about the Dome team. Syracuse minus two and a half at home in the Dome against Notre Dame. Notre Dame has wins against North Carolina. Uh, who they they be Boise State or something like that? I mean, they no UNLV. The only really team North Carolina is the only one in the top twenty five. They're top twenty. They're in twenty one of the nation. But Syracuse should have won last week. They played good defense. They're going to cover that. Orange are going to be running on the field just like we predicted last week. Oklahoma State the Orange ran on the field after Texas the Texas win. Syracuse in the dome. We're going to take the Orange. All right. I'm sure you got more than that. Absolutely, you know, you know the picks were three and three last week, but still over the sixty percent mark. Way better than some of the mothership. Uh, there might be a bear out there or two picking wrong, but uh, we're picking them right here. Ohio State minus fifteen and a half at Penn State. Penn State got exposed by Michigan. I don't see them be able to stop C.J. Stroud. Sixteen points for Stroud is no problem at all. Uh, uh, if J.J. McCarthy can run it up on you, I guarantee you that Stroud. And uh, we do have uh, Henderson what did come up a little bit lame on a hamstring last week, but their backup came in there once. did really well. I could continue to run the ball. Ohio State just annihilated Iowa last week. They couldn't even get past the 50-yard line. They had four. Their defense played so good. They had four. The first four drives were inside the 50-yard line. I mean, they were only they were playing on a half a field, hmm. and they couldn't even complete a pass. They didn't get a first down to late in the second quarter. Ohio State continues to roll. I know that they usually play Ohio State good, Penn State with their wideouts, but I just don't think they have the personnel to compete with Ohio State in the coaches' poll. They're the number one team in the nation. Yeah, they deserve that Absolutely. for sure. They are the best. AP still has Georgia, but the coaches' poll has, um, mm-hmm. and the CBS poll has uh, Ohio State. Tennessee minus twelve and a half. I'm going to roll with that team. I don't. Think they're going to. They're going to throw up in the forties. I don't think Kentucky. I mean, they do have a good team. They're going to have to try to run the ball and keep the ball away from Tennessee. Like you said, they got exposed. You got to watch it. It might be a trap game for Tennessee because they might be looking ahead to Georgia. I see Kentucky not being able to keep up with that high-powered offense. Like you said, Hooker's two to one on that uh, on the Heisman, and I think he's going to show up again. The Orange are just they're they're at home. I say that they're going to be able to get it done. Continue to roll with Tennessee. They're the hot hand. Okay, Texas Tech and Baylor. I like Texas Tech at home. Uh, they play very good at home. They're 4-0 at home, and they're 0-3 on the road. They're back at home. Baylor just came off a pretty big win over Kansas, but I don't think you can compare Kansas' offense to Texas Tech's offense right now. Uh, Texas Tech beat Texas, and I don't think they'll have any problem with Baylor. Oh, wow. That's going to be a really good game. It'll be a great game. Oklahoma and Iowa State. I like the under 56. 
Um, Iowa State is only giving up 15 points a game. And I think Oklahoma, it's hard to bet against that kid, Gabriel, out there. Dylan Gabriel is a great quarterback. You can see the difference um, oh. when he came in against Kansas. and threw Massive difference. Massive difference. But I think the game will stay low. I think that they'll play each other. You know, I look, 56 is way too many points. Iowa State can't. You probably won't even get into the 20s. I like the 56. Okay. Dylan Gabriel has 13 touchdowns and one interception. And uh, Hunter Decker, the quarterback for Iowa State, has 13 touchdowns with seven interceptions. So the turnover is going to be big on that. I like the I like that to stay under. And my final one, I can't get away from the Michigan-Michigan State. Michigan State DBs are horrible. Ohio State torched them. Washington and Michael Penix torched them. I say J.J. McCarthy. They're gonna be at the big house. I like. I'm gonna drop the 22 and a half. I'm gonna think they get a they get a pretty substantial win. That's tough to do in a division game. But if I had to bet one way or another, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the tough games. Not like some of the other networks. I'll take the games that are on TV, the game that we're watching. I've been, I think Michigan rolls on to eight 0 Yeah, that is a bigger rival rivalry for Michigan State than is Michigan. Obviously, Michigan and Ohio State have the huge one. But nonetheless, Michigan State just doesn't look that good. They don't. Their defensive backs are horrid. Um, you know, maybe they can make some coaching changes back there to try to help mm. them out. I mean, like the Alabama, Nick Saban made a great uh, change and when he played against Mississippi State. They got torched against Tennessee, and he put five in the box. Played five and six in the box, and they were able still to control the line of scrimmage. They didn't Mississippi didn't score till very, very end of the game. Um, I, that was a great coaching. Mm. You've seen how Nick Saban, you know, I mean, he coaches up every week. They, mm. they lose, they come back. So I'm going to stick with those picks. Those are the big, rich picks of the week. Okay. Well, my picks uh, last week went one and one. I was going to just take Oklahoma State, who won and covered against Texas, but after our little conversation during the show, I also took Mississippi State. Um, but if you told me that Alabama was going to end up with thirty points, I would have said they Mississippi they State would have covered, covered that. exactly. Yeah. Well, they did one for four twenty-four. Or they, I mean, they weren't kicking the field goals for or sure. Twenty-one point spread, and they lost by twenty-four. Right. Um, I mean, but. You got to look at that third down efficiency. They couldn't get the ball done. There's a lot of drop balls, mm-hmm. and I mean, if you don't you don't execute, you're not going to be able to win against Nick Saban, especially you know when he's four for four in the red zone and they didn't turn the ball over once. Okay. Well, my one pick, Syracuse. You already you already told everybody everything about it. Love them at home against Notre Dame. That that looks like an easy one. Notre yeah. Dame looks terrible. The one of the worst Notre Dame teams I've seen in a long time. Right. And, uh, Syracuse in the dome. I really like that. So we do have to talk some baseball, right? I mean, the World Series begins Friday. You know, um, what's what's the news? Well, what's you got any, their numbers for us, Gator, on the on the the betting on the no the on big the big news that I was looking at, or and it's always this time of year is Mattress Mac, of course, and uh, that's the only thing that was really on the news. Um, I guess. Um, Betting-wise, I guess I would go with Houston. In my heart, I'm going to be rooting for Philly because I do like the underdogs. That's just how I am. But I, well, I, I, Let's yeah. talk about how they got there, Gator. I mean, what oh, about the sure, shot heard sure, about sure. the world? Yeah. You know, Bryce Harper comes up in the eighth inning. They were, everybody was packing their bags, going back to San Diego for game, game six. And what does he do? Hits a home run in the eighth inning with two strikes. He probably threw about ten pitches to Bryce Harper. He kept fouling him off and fouling him off, and finally he got one he can he can hit over the left field fence. He took it the other way. I mean, Bryce Harper and the Phillies are hot. But is there a team hotter team than the Phillies? Well, maybe the Astros. Yeah, they are. So yeah. I'll give you guys a sink or swim. Okay. All right. So sink or swim, and the, we're going to call Houston 
Mr. October because they are playing great in October. Are they 12 and 0 in the month of October? <laughs> uh, well, I know they're 7 and 0 in the playoffs. And uh, I'm going to say they, they probably are. I'm going to say swim on that one. Swim. You guys are both sinking on this. Uh, How could you guys not know? They played the Phillies October 2nd, and who pitched? Nola pitched six and two-thirds scoreless innings with nine uh, strikeouts, and they beat them 3-0. to zero. But that's their only loss. So they are 11-1. That's 11, still pretty yeah, good. They are 11-1. But Nola did beat them. And uh, okay. Nola is the game one starter on Friday. So they went with Nola over Wheeler. Yeah, oh. so well, I guess that makes be, sense, though. And he's going to go against Verlander. Now, are, now, let me ask you, Big Richard, are you worried about the layoff on the Philly side? I think they both played on Sunday, so they're both going to have a little bit of time. But you're right. Teams are hot, but they're both hot. They're, well, yeah, so they're both going to get cold off? I don't think so. I think they're both going to play. I'd say in this game, probably go six or seven. Um Okay, Zach Wheeler, seems- his his ERA in the postseason is one seven eight with uh, a twenty five to three strikeout walk ratio, and you look at um, Sir Anthony Dominguez, the reliever, has an ERA of oh thirty nine in the postseason with a fifteen and zero mm-hmm. um, strikeout to walk ratio. So they definitely have the closer, but you know, Houston has just as much good pitching. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they have. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, Valdez, and they have Verlander, Justin Verlander starting, and it's hard to bet against Verlander. But if I had to bet, I'm going to bet uh, Philadelphia. I say Philadelphia wins it in six. Okay. Well, you're picking Philadelphia? I pick a Philly. I'm going yeah, against you. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Going, well, I'm with the hot team. I'm going okay. with the hot team. Yeah, I know you had Houston winning it all, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got Houston winning it all. After uh, Atlanta lost, I had Houston winning okay. it all. Um, but when you compare the teams, Houston on paper, easily the favorite. They haven't lost any of their playoff games. You got the managing Dusty Baker, who's been around a while. Um, actually, you know, this is his third World Series that he's been managing. He won one as a player. Uh, Philly, uh, you got nine and two in the playoffs. Not too shabby, but not undefeated. Uh, they, right. They've been in seven World Series. They well, won actually, two they them. were. They did play a tie because it went, one game went to 18 innings against Seattle, so they had 18 innings. <laughs> of stri- of, yeah. Well, there was two baseball games. There's nine yeah. innings. That's two games right there. And, so uh, uh, so they got one tie in there. I'm going to yeah. give, give them a give half, a, a, give a half, half, half a win. Half, half a win for yeah. going 18 innings without giving up a run. Their manager, obviously never been in a World Series, Rob Thompson. So that's a very good trivia question. Who is the Phillies manager? <laughs> no, Nobody was, knows. Nobody knows. So, well, we knew who it was when the season started, <laughs> but he got replaced halfway through. Right. And um, big contrast, uh, these playoff teams, uh, Houston had the second most wins in the regular season. Philly had the least wins of the playoff teams. That 19-game difference they had, the second largest difference since 1906. Yeah, so, that uh, was the Chicago Cubs, I think. Yeah, Cubs and White Sox. Right. Wow. So, uh, according to our correspondent, Rock and Ronnie McKinnon, we got some stats. Philly uh, has the advantage at first base catcher and designated hitter, and Houston has the advantage at every other position. <laughs> you're telling me the relief pitching? I mean, you're really going against Sir. <laughs> a, guy, a guy named Sir Anthony. He made him out, he had, you have to call him Sir when he talked to him. You're going to go against that. You think the bullpen is better, and I don't know about Rock and Ronnie. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling well, you, I think the pitching, you, get, you got Zach Wheeler and you got Nola both going to pitch two games. So there's four games right there that they can win. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of like even where there's no advantage okay. in some of those positions. Okay, well, I, I should clarify that. Give the uh, Philly fanatic a little credit. No, we do have. They have a better mascot for sure. It is, well, for sure. <laughs> He doesn't carry around a trash can either. <laughs> but um, it's a 2 3 2 
exactly. a series, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. So Philly will be home for games three, four, and five, assuming there is a fifth game. So that leans me towards Houston in six. I think uh, Houston wins the three home games they play, and Philly wins two out of three at home. Uh, just that's my the way I look at it. Houston, of course, is a minus one ninety. Not a lot of money you can win there. Uh, the money, I guess, should have been done earlier. They had this this exacta sheet back on my birthday, October fifth. Houston to beat Philly was ninety to one, and Philly to beat Houston was a hundred to one wow. on the exacta sheet. So anybody who has that, congratulations! Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Exactly. Yes, and odds also are available. You know, for World Series MVP, right. total number of games in the series. You know, there's a couple sure. other ones. So there's stuff to bet for sure. There's a lot of prop bets out there. Okay. So, Gator, any uh, interesting news from the National Hockey League? Okay. Well, first off, Joe, last week I went four and six. Uh-oh. So, but what is that, what, 66%? You're still 66% for Did the anybody year. take that $20 bet that they could beat the to beat the Gator? I mean, yeah. I think you were throwing that out there last week, Gator, but you were, uh, you well, would give $20. Anybody could, could show you a better uh, picks than yours <laughs> on, oh, sure. on a bet, on Ooh. a bet. Ouch. Well, let me tell you a few of those were at a minus 300, minus 260. So I would think that a lot of the people that would be out there would be probably the same. with you. Exactly. Would bed with I think me. the Avalanche got you on one of those games. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, the Sharks did beat, uh, yeah, the Sharks did beat the um, Rangers. In. Well, they got to win one game. Um, okay well anyways joe was asking me about news so let's go with the news here biggest news last night was uh in uh, vegas uh bill kelsey got phil Phil kessel kessel yeah got his 990th game he's the iron man now joe consecutive games and you know what he also got his 400th goal in that game too so that was pretty Uh, awesome and he's a great player joe he deserves he's 35 years old and he's not slowing down okay not even close um, okay, so what else do we got? Well, here, this is the story I've been following because we're talking about Almec and Swayman on Boston, and we're talking about the goalies. I think Swayman's going to win that there, Joe. Okay. He, so, Sway, I mean, he's got a point nine six eight. He's he's played in uh, six games, four and a half, really. And uh, he, he's won almost, he's won every one of them. So, yeah, well, there is a controversy there, I guess, but it's... Good to have two goaltenders. It's a long season. Now, let's go to hot knot. Hot knot? Let's start with knot. Who's not hot? Okay, Vancouver. All right. Oh, and seven, Joe. <laughs> wow, that's about as cold as you can get. Yep. Well, that's like the, the Broncos. Here's the thing with them, guys. Uh, they, uh, they had the lead in the first five games and lost. And then they go home. So you think, okay, we're finally home. We're going to kick. Oh, heck no. Uh, they lose five to one at home. Uh, to Buffalo, and then they lose three to two in a better game Monday um, against Carolina. So I, I'm thinking that their first win might come against Seattle on you Thursday. Think? No, no. I, I, I think you're Seattle going. Oh, the Kraken already yeah. bit you once on oh, the, the Kraken, Avalanche game. The Kraken yeah. are just cracking it. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go. Let's run to these cold ones. Let's go with Nashville. Right. Nashville went to Czech Republic and won two games. Well, they're zero five after that. They, they can there. only win on foreign soil. Mm, I or guess foreign ice. Foreign ice. Foreign ice. ice. So. <laughs> uh, Anaheim. Thank you for correcting me. I appreciate it. Kind of hard to say. Any any time, Big Rich. <laughs> Anaheim's one and five. Um, 
Okay, so let's go to who's hot. Well, Boston six and one, they're hot. Awesome, glad go. to hear it. Uh, Vegas six and two, and they they got a goalie thingy going on too over there with Thompson and uh, Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Calgary's five and one. That's the team I picked yeah. to go all the way. Yeah. Here's the shocker: Chicago four and two. That's a shock. And Ottawa's four and two. Not as a shock as Chicago, but Chicago shocks. So me. we're going to expect them to cool off a little bit, I would assume. But you never know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we want to do picks for next well, week. Well, let's get some picks for let's next week. Get some picks in there. Let's make some money. You, I know you're going to improve this week. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. Well, I know so. Okay, let's go Thursday. I got Edmonton at Chicago. Okay. Uh-huh. So they're not going to win that one. Edmonton's too strong. All right. Toronto's um, over San Jose at San Jose. Then I have two on Friday. I got Vegas over the Ducks. And I have Carolina over the Islanders. Saturday, I have just the one game. Uh, and this was pretty tough. St. Louis over Montreal. Montreal's kind of scary. Um, I don't think they're that great of a team, but as soon as they say that, I lose. Right. Now, Sunday, I have three games. I got Toronto over Anaheim, the Rangers over Arizona, and Vegas over Winnipeg. And Tuesday, I have two games. I have New Jersey over Vancouver, and, and that is at Vancouver, and Tampa Bay over Ottawa. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. That was like 10 picks, approximately. Mm-hmm. 10 yes, picks. Okay. 10 picks. Yeah, we'll get, those on the, we'll get those on the site because I know there was a lot of picks coming out there, but I like, definitely like the one on Friday. There's two on Friday. Okay. So, Gator, what happened in uh, NASCAR at Miami last Sunday in the Dixie Vodka 400? Good name, huh? <laughs> well, Bubba Wallace was suspended for this race, Joe. By, you remember when you hooked uh, Kyle oh, yeah. Larson last week in Vegas? So John Hunter Nemechek, he replaced Bubba, and he did finish 27th. But Kyle Larson did finish and as the winner, and he was at 8-1. to one. And his third win of the year, he is out of the championship race for the drivers, but Hendricks Motorsports are in the mix for the owner's championship. Now, it wasn't exactly close at the end. Larson uh, beat Ross Chastain by 1.26 seconds. But, Joe, the, the most exciting thing that happened here was that um, Martin Truex was coming down pit road during a late caution. Now, the sun was in Martin's eyes, and it almost he almost missed his picks box. But when he slowed down to turn, Larson tapped him in the back of the car, you know, Joe, and then that spun him about 180 degrees, and he landed perfectly, Joe, perfectly in his box backwards. Mm. <laughs> Perfectly. So, I does Larson get it. an does Larson get an assist for that? He should. Like, <laughs> but do they get to work on the car even though it's backwards like that? Or did he How do to, you come out? How do you come out when you're backwards? <laughs> do you have to go to the other way? Back, back around. Yeah, back around. I'm yeah, not sure, but whatever happened, Joey finished sixth. Well yeah, this is what well. Gator, is this true? Being our NASCAR that huh? they were on the radio saying the guy behind him, which was probably who Larson. They, they were saying it was Bubba Wallace and he was going to kick his ass if he could catch him. So is that why he, he was he Bubba was wasn't Bubba wasn't, but they were telling him it was him and he was afraid, so you thought he was going to get pushed again. So he, 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 he I don't know. But maybe, <laughs> sorry there, sorry, but anyway. But. Well, there can't be too many races left. We're almost done, right? Uh, like maybe two or three. Two. Okay. Well, I don't know. The next race is at Martinsville but, Sunday. I know that. Yeah, the next race is at Martinsville Sunday at 11 o'clock on NBC, and William Byron won back in April, and that was the night race, Joe. But um, Alex Bowman won the day race, and I'm going to go with the Fords. 
Ryan Ryan Lane Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Huh? He has nothing to lose. He has to win to be in Phoenix, and I think you're gonna have to go with him or Bell or Briscoe or who's okay. who's left in the in the series there. Okay, well Logano's in for sure, but then the on points we have Chat Ross Chastain, which uh, came in second last week. Yeah, and he is second in points, but like I said, Logano's in, so Chastain's highest in points right now. And Elliott is next. Uh, Byron's next. Hamlin is on the cut line. He would be out. He's 19 points behind uh, the leader and five points behind the cut line. And Ryan Blaney's 32 points behind the leader, and Bell's 43 points behind the leader. I thought Bell got eliminated already. May 7th. Okay. Is this cut week right here? Yes. No, 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 no. Uh, we have three races left, two races, one oh. race left. This is, yeah, we only have two races left. Oh, so this is it. This so we're going to have our final four set after this weekend. Yep. Okay. So Get confused with Formula no, One. Yeah. Well, what occurred in, uh, <laughs> Formula one what occurred in Formula One? The United States Grand Prix. Okay. So. Circuit of Americas. Austin, Texas. Supposed to be this great race. Yeah, okay. Well, Max Verstappen won the race, and he had already won the championship. Kind of sounds like uh, the NASCAR. But this gave the Red Bull the construction championships as well. And that does end Mercedes' run of eight straight titles. And that is when the Formula One switched over to those turbo hybrids, Joe, those engines. Yeah. But the driver's title is more famous for the, or the driver's title is more famous, but the constructor series is worth more money. Yeah. So, however you want to look at it, they're both prestigious in my eyes, don't mm-hmm. matter. But Red Bull did win um, the previous four years before Mercedes dominated. Now, the race saw Carlos Sainz, uh, Ferrari, starting on pole, but George Russell on the first turn uh, spun Carlos and shortly retired after that on lap 22. Um, because of a water leakage, because mm. of that spin. Right. And then uh, Alonzo and uh, Lance Stroll had a terrifying collision that sent Stroll's Alpine airborne. Max Verstappen finished first out of the race, on the race, and then Lewis Hamilton got second, and Carlos Leclerc's Ferrari got third. Mm. Verstappen, minus 240. Mm-hmm. No money there. But no, that, I mean, that right. was the thirteenth win of the year. That tied a record. Exactly, it sure did. So if he can get one more. He'll have it. He'll have the record records. for uh, all to himself. Right now, this next race is in Mexico, Joe, and Sunday. Really, right, exactly. Yeah. And we have a uh, three races left. That's why I got confused when he was asking about okay. NASCAR. But Max won the last year, and I'm going to take a chance with Lewis Hamilton. He does pretty good on this track, and he's yeah. ten to one, Joe. He's double digits. They seem to be hitting. Well, there's usually no stopping for stopping, right? So how can you bet against him? But um, he does need one more for the for the record. Record, sure. Yeah, so he has something definitely to race for. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's any news uh, in the NBA. It's very early in the season, but uh, well, how's that uh, four and out? Who's Portland's four and out or three and out? And Portland's yeah, Portland. Trailblazers surprising. I and, guess their odds went down big time. And uh, what about? Last night, uh, Phoenix beat uh, Golden State. All right. Booker came back and got it. Well, my Lakers are terrible. I know that. Well, the Lakers are 0-3, but they're still at 16-1. to Shocking. And that hasn't changed. But the one that's shocking is the Blazers are at 4-0, and they were at 125 Mm -hmm. and now Mm 90-1. And the news came out that the NBA and the Referee Association and the Player Association all agreed to have better sportsmanship. (laughs) 
Good luck so, with that. Good luck with that. And uh, what's his name? Green's going to be in charge of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jamal Green's going to be in charge of it. He's going to be the president of sportsmanship. Okay. And we should mention um, we will have a Breeders' Cup uh, preview next week, and uh, Lady Gator is going to have a lot to do with that. And uh, of course, we love our horse racing. But now it's time that we go to that uh, point of the show where we talk about things we made bets that we were for sure we're going to hit that we're going to win but in the end something went terribly wrong and they ended up being losers the segment we call you got hosed you got hosed so gator do you have a you got hosed story for this week okay well this week my you got hosed story comes from my son zach and a lot of people a lot of our listeners know who he is but he is an excellent bowler. He's been bowling his whole life and he's on two different leagues. Well, Saturday, he was one frame away from a 300 game. And well, right before he was, it was his turn, he handed the cell phone to his buddy and said, and I quote, and I quote, I'm probably gonna regret this, but record it anyways. <laughs> so what does Zach do? He throws the ball light, the ball hooks a little bit early, Hits the head pin a little bit high. He leaves the 3-6. He gets a 2.98. Now, it's not all bad, Joe, because back in 2016, he did get his 300, so it's not like his first one. Did he film it? Yeah, he filmed it. Okay, good. But so, so anyways, Joe, um, Zach. You got got hose. Well, Zach, you you son of a gator, you got hose. (laughs) He hosed himself. He hosed himself. Well, I'd have to say the one thing I got hosed on was the Miami-Pittsburgh game. I mean, they're up by six at halftime. He hit the first half. Um, went to the sec- second half, and nobody scores. I mean, come on. Could you give me a field goal to cover that six and a half, the, the hook? Yeah, thanks okay. a lot. Thanks a lot to us. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. You got hosed, buddy. If I, if I would have got one more field goal in that Cleveland game, I would have had a five-teamer. But uh, that's not really my you got hosed story. It's that... What's the channel we've learned to hate? KOLO, Channel 8, and Reno um, struck again. Yeah, the Clemson-Syracuse game. I have it on my DirecTV. Syracuse is up 21-7, to 7, I can tell, because all the other channels are showing the score. But I can't see the game on Channel 8. Can you please not cover any more NBA, hockey, or any, any, any yeah, college can you, football? Yeah, can we just go somewhere else? Go somewhere else, That's, please. Can we stream it? Yes. You got hose. So... That's it for the show. I'd like to thank uh, Gator Gates. Thank you, Joe. Big Richard Martin, our producer Cornelius, and all you listeners out there. Uh, next week, we're going to have our Breeders' Cup preview. That's going to be uh, really interesting. Later Gator, Lady Gator will be uh, a big uh, part of that. Her article will be on the website. In case uh, you know you missed the, our picks, we'll, we'll have it on the website also. And uh, we thank all you listeners out there. And next week, we look forward to bringing you another episode of Covering the Field. You've been listening to Covering the Field. Email us at coveringthefield at gmail.com for all your comments or questions. Find us on Twitter at Covering Field. And of course, always check out the website for our picks of the week and updated articles. Coveringthefield.com. 